Hey, what's up, guys? It's Devin here. I'm a psychiatrist and the host of the Huddle Wisdom podcast. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking about how you can set boundaries with your children without feeling guilty. Uh, here, a shout out to you, Bobby, at Mount Wanganui Jiu-Jitsu, uh, training partner and uh, friend. I hope that uh, you have a good week. Uh, we were talking about this the other day, and um, I thought we would uh, turn it into an episode that um, we can share with the with the rest of the world. So, um, yeah, shout out to you. Thanks a lot. And for you listeners, if you don't like what I'm talking about, you can blame Bobby. <laughs> uh, please consider um, giving us a five-star review. Um, that would go a long way in helping us to spread our message. Uh, so if you think it was useful and life-giving and uh, and useful, yeah, please do consider uh, dropping us a five-star review. What's up, my friends? It's Devin here, the host of the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to another exciting episode. And it was truly, I hope that you get something out of it. Um, You've heard me say a lot about um, empathy over the last uh, six or seven months since the inception. Inception? Is that the word? Inception? Inception of the uh, Huddle Wisdom Podcast and also the YouTube channel, which is a little bit um, of a more uh, recent development. Um, starting to put out a few more videos because uh, I realize that people sometimes like to see my face. Um, I don't always like to see my own face, but apparently people like to see um, my face. Um, as well as that, you can also access the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. And um, I just wanted to let you know that you can also uh, read about many of the things that I talk about here on the Huddle Wisdom blog, which is at www.huddlewisdom.com. Today, I'm going to be talking about how you as a parent or how you as a teacher can set down boundaries with children without feeling guilty. Actually, I've lied to you. There's always going to be some degree of uh, discomfort um, uh, when you're setting down boundaries with someone else, especially if you're empathic or naturally inclined to feel bad for someone else. You're inevitably going to feel a little bit bad. But I'm going to share with you five key things that will help you to metabolize those feelings uh, and so that you can be more um, more reflective rather than reactive. I talk a lot about empathy um, and I, <clears throat> I talk about it being uh, the way that you can get in and jam with another person, the way that you can connect with our kids is through um, uh, being able to understand where they're coming from, uh, understand what they're feeling, 
and understand what they're thinking. Uh, the idea being that if you can validate someone and, and their emotions, it helps them to trust you, which then uh, disarms their de defenses, which then allows you to do your work. Uh, but it does not mean the same thing as bending to their will at every turn. Clearly, that doesn't work if you're trying to raise kids. Kids need limits. They need boundaries. They need to know where the line in the sand is, so to speak. We as adults need to show our children uh, that there are boundaries that need to be respected in life. Be it the law in your jurisdiction or be it someone's private space, or simply learning that uh, you, you can't just tread, tread over someone uh, else's boundary um, without there being repercussions and consequences. We have to afford each other uh, respect for each other's space. But also, we need to teach them to delineate their own boundaries and be okay with that. As I said before, we can all feel bad, of course, when we, uh, when our children push back against us, when we try to set limits with them. And there's different reasons for that. Um, some of us carry our own baggage that makes it difficult for us to enforce rules. Uh, but this is not going to be in the best interest of your kids or yourself in the long term. You've heard it said before that you can uh, inadvertently build rods for your own back if you take the path of least resistance. Um, uh, perhaps you grew up in a household that was very strict or rigid or inflexible, and um, the, the threat of punishment was enough to uh, to com comply with your parents uh, for fear of being punished, right? Um, and to, to me, that's not a great way to parent. Sure, you might enforce compliance initially, but in the long run, you run the risk of rupturing relationships with your children, which in my view is much more important. Or you may have had a laissez-faire sort of upbringing where anything goes. There's a whole spectrum of um, upbringings, of course. Uh, and um, I mean, whatever the case, our upbringing has an impact on where we draw the line when it comes to rules and boundaries. I'm not going to tell you where your boundaries are, but I'm going to tell you that it's important that you have boundaries. It's important to reflect about our own upbringings because this plays out um, so naturally and uh, insidiously in the way that we parent and interact with our own children when we're setting boundaries. Uh, sometimes we become emotionally activated, which then leads us to behave in automatic ways that we don't always that aren't always helpful. Uh, you know, we, we get triggered to behave in ways that we might have behaved as children ourselves. It's funny how our brain sets up these uh, circuits um, of behavior 
uh, on the basis of past experience. And sometimes when similar sorts of emotions bubble up in the present moment, it can trigger um, old programs um, from our childhood. So it's important that we do some self-reflection. Uh, I can't say that enough. It's really, really helpful. It's important to understand that um, with children, uh, their struggle against um, boundaries is very normal. Um, it's expected. It's anticipated. It's natural. Don't be surprised if you receive pushback. That's just what kids do. Uh, it's just what humans do. We, we don't always like to be told what to do. Uh, we don't like the sense of having rules being enforced on us. Um, you know, so kids just push back. It's just what they do. And we have to learn um, not to take it personally. Remember, rules without reason leads to rebellion. So it does help to have a clear enough rationale to provide to your kids if you ever get asked why. Why you've chosen to draw certain lines in the sand. Or why you've chosen to make certain rules. But again, even if you have explained yourself uh, and you've explained yourself really well, you have to still expect some whinging. If you don't get any whinging, you're lucky. Congratulate yourself. Move on. Um, well done. Parent of the year. Well done. Uh, remember, though, that um, if, uh, if your kids are having difficulties um, working through um, your, your, your limits, I'll say that again. If your kids are having um, difficulties with the rules that you've set and they have trouble staying within the boundaries that you've defined, uh, don't be surprised by that. If they're having difficulties and they're struggling, it just simply means that they have yet to develop the skills to cope with those struggles. And what I mean by skills is... Uh, uh, emotional regulation skills and um, cognitive, uh, sorry, critical thinking. Skills they can learn if you remain level-headed and reflective rather than overly reactive. Um, because it is in those moments that uh, they do the best sort of learning, you know, uh, in the fire, so to speak. But you have to be level-headed. You have to be calm, cool, collected yourself if you're going to help your kids navigate those difficult emotions. I talk a lot about this in... Um, uh, I, I put out a free resource some months ago um, called the Emotional Storm Toolkit. It's free, and um, it helps you to develop a roadmap, a, a roadmap to help your kids... Um, uh, deal with difficult emotions by first identifying the factors that makes it difficult for them 
and then uh, it helps you to anticipate problems down the road. But at the same time, uh, this toolkit also helps you to uh, repair problems in the road. So I encourage you to go and get it. Uh, go to the website, huddlewisdom.com forward slash get tools, G-E-T-T-O-O-L-S. That's get tools and um, give us your email and we'll send that to you. Make sure you, you, you check your spam box because sometimes um, uh, our emails go, go there. So make sure you check that. Um, <clears throat> the children need to see that we can handle their big emotions and not crumble. Uh, but at the same time, don't be a stonewall. Um, so you, you need to show them that you're authentic and that you're big enough to handle their uh, resistance, that you can um, handle their emotions. You can empathize with them. See them, hear them, understand them. But don't buckle. Be firm. But don't be a stone wall. There's a few contradictions there, but not really. You have to be the iron fist in the velvet glove, so to speak. Make them know that you see them, that you can wear the storms, that you can, uh, you can handle it. Okay. All right. You hear them. You understand them. But once you've done that, move on. Don't dwell. Uh, why? Because if you dwell on something, um, in my view, it makes it more difficult for kids to, to move on. Simple as that. Um, this approach helps to model Resilience in the face of challenge. Here's five things. Here are the five things. The first one, empathize with what they're feeling, thinking, and perceiving. I've talked about the three-part empathy model before. Uh, again, you can go to the blog and check out what I mean by that. But you're empathizing with what they're thinking. So you're trying to understand what they're actually processing. And, uh, and then you need to know what they're actually feeling. Try and understand the emotion uh, that they're, uh, the, the emotion behind their expressions, their physical expressions of grief <laughs> uh, behind the pushback. Try and get a sense of what they're perceiving. Remember those magnets I've talked about before. Number two, let your kids express themselves. Let them emote. Give them the time and the space to do that. Acknowledge their pains. Uh, be that firm, steadfast rock. But be the iron fist in the velvet glove. Brings us to number three. Hold the line. Be warm, but firm. But do not shame your kids. Do not berate them. Do not humiliate them. I've said it as well in the past that shame is a powerful motivator for villainous behavior. Okay? Do not shame your kids. Number four, make your case and then move on. Don't repeat. Don't lecture. Say it once and say it well. 
move on. Number five, at the end of the day, leave some space for reflection. Also leave some space for some interaction. Talk with your kids. Lots of bedtime chats. How did they feel in the moment when they came up against resistance? Share how you felt when you came up against resistance. Praise them for taking things on the chin, even though it was difficult to uh, adhere to your rules or to stay within the boundaries that you've defined. Don't forget to do your own self-reflection. All right, well, that's it this week, my friends. Um, I hope this helps you to set boundaries without feeling overly guilty. If you feel guilty, that's normal, but don't dwell on that feeling. Move on, reflect, move on, and um, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Let us know if that was helpful. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to the um, uh, Emotional Storm Toolkit. Download it. It's a free resource. Huddlewisdom.com forward slash get tools. Give us your email and we'll send it to you. I know it will help you feel much less anxious about the way you uh, you discipline and raise your kids. And I want you to have that. It's free. Check it out. All right, well, that was it for this week, my friends. I am Devin Tan. I'm your host. You've been listening to the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Uh, I will see you next week. Cheers.